This is Unconventional Knowledge, the podcast that takes a look at the information hidden below the surface. Each episode, we ask an expert to give us an insider's perspective on a current event. Could Australia's relations with China begin improving under a new administration? We asked Riley Walters of the Hudson Institute to assess if Australia is likely to adopt a new China policy. Hi, my name is Riley Walters. I'm Deputy Director of the Japan Chair at Hudson Institute, a foreign policy and national security think tank in Washington, D.C. Earlier this year, Australia welcomed in a new government led by Prime Minister Anthony Albanese. The new government would face many challenges. In addition to the ongoing difficulties associated with COVID, Russia's recent invasion of Ukraine, increasing global inflation, the Albanese government would have to take on an Australia-China relationship, which had been rocky these last few years. You could say the Australia-China relationship has been rocky as far back as 2017, when the Australian government at the time published a report that highlighted the increasing competition between the United States and China. The report called for Australia to balance this friction with the economic interconnectedness of the Indo-Pacific with China's military modernization. But it wasn't really until 2020 when the relationship took a real turn for the worst. It was then that Australian government, uh, led by Prime Minister Scott Morrison, called for an international investigation into the origins of COVID. Needless to say, but Beijing wasn't happy about this idea, and so it would go on to place restrictions on Chinese tourism to Australia. It would also impose restrictions on the importing of Australian barley meat, wine, and various other agriculture and goods. The Australia-China relationship would continue to worsen from then. In late 2020, Beijing sent the Australian government a list of 14 grievances it had, including Australia's siding with the United States on a variety of issues, the unfriendly reporting of China in Australia's national independent media, and what Beijing perceives as an interference in its affairs with Hong Kong and Taiwan. With the change in Australia's government earlier this year, though, some analysts believe that the new prime minister would try to restart the deteriorating relationship with Beijing. But by then, the negative sentiment towards China had permeated much of Australian society. According to the Lowy Institute, an Australia-based think tank, more Australians hold the view that China is more of a security threat now than an economic partner. In a separate poll, 75% now see China as a military threat compared to just 39% in 2016. This means the Albanese government's hands are more or less tied, and it would have to carry on much of the same policy and positions toward China that the previous government had begun. But the Albanese government is still trying to separate much of its policies from the previous government, and instead, much like the Biden administration in the United States, the Albanese government and continues to offer opportunities to work with China on issues like climate change, while all the while committing that much of the deterioration in their relationship with China is the fault of Chinese officials. At this point, the Albanese government is more interested in actually stabilizing the Australia-China relationship instead of seeing it get worse. It's unlikely that the Australia-China relationship will really see much improvement over the next few years anyway, especially now that Xi Jinping has taken on a third term as the Chinese Communist Party's general secretary. To a degree, the Albanese government probably recognizes this 
And so it's instead investing in renewing its relationships elsewhere. The Albanese government wants to show the region that it really has more to offer than just its relationship with either China or the United States. That's why over the last year, the Albanese government has been looking to partner with other small and middle power countries. This includes working with Japan and India on supply chain resiliency, and also includes new security agreements with the United States and the United Kingdom and with Japan. The Albanese government has also taken noticeable interest in building its relationship with Pacific Island nations such as Fiji, Samoa, and Tonga. While the Albanese government will continue to emerge as a new global partner, really the Australia-China relationship is likely to remain on ice for the foreseeable future. I hope this explanation from Riley Walters helped you understand the factors that are shaping the Australian attitude toward China. For more on this topic, please check out our website at gisreportsonline.com or follow us on social media. 